I'm Matt Bronger. This might help. I am not a doctor. This might help. I'm not a professional. Let's have fun. This honestly is a good time. I'm Matt Bronger. This might help the podcast. Hey, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening to This Might Help. Uh, I got a great, exciting new episode, and I haven't even recorded it yet. We're doing it right now. Um, I'm just going to introduce it as being amazing. Um, thanks for all your great messages and everything. Uh, but I have uh, a comedian who's a friend who I'm also a fan of, who I've talked to maybe twice yep. at, our, at, our, at our mutual club at the Comedy Store, but who has developed a... Uh, uh, a lot of content online, uh, which has been amazing during during the old quarantine. Um, comedian Robin Tran is with me. Robin, how are you? Good. I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How, how's your day so far? It's good. I've you know just um, wa- like watching the collapse of America. You know, it's great. Everything is good. Yeah. I, don't be topical, and I think that's a not a topical thing to say. I don't give a shit. No, you can, it's it, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I, I don't typically lean into it, but it's like, if some shit like is what's going on now is this happening, it's like, you yeah. can't really, I, I always, I, I tell this story in my act about how uh, we, we did a show in Chicago back in the old days and it was a Christmas show and there's a dude that was just singing songs. And one of us was in a Santa outfit and got really drunk and just decided to, to tackle the dude. And the guy kept singing. And I was like, we can't be like that as a country. If a drunk Santa is kicking the shit out of us, stop singing, you know, chestnuts roasting an open fire. Like you have to go, wait, 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 wait. The room's on fire. Guys, have you noticed? So I want everyone to know the optimism that Matt has, that he asked me to do this podcast in the middle of the storming of the Capitol. And the, the, <laughs> the country is falling apart. He's got messages me. Do you want to do my podcast next Tuesday? You think next Tuesday there's going to be an America left? And I was like, all right, I'll do it. I just put it on my calendar and I just put a question mark. Am I going I just, to next week? <laughs> like the optimism gave me hope, you know? Good, good. Yeah, I, 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 t- I tend to, you know, it's hope for the best uh, and, and sometimes plan for the best, I guess is what I was doing. Not even plan for the worst. Yeah. But yeah, I was just like, and, but you know, I will say I did send you that and I don't think, I knew how bad it had gotten. I didn't know that they were swarming through the doors. <laughs> they were like almost at Pelosi's office. Hey, do you want to do my podcast next Tuesday? I'm like, are you watching any news? <laughs> I've never, I've never. No, why? <laughs> why? Is there something? You're like, turn on the TV. Yeah, no, but I'm, I'm doing great. Um, and people think that's psychotic during a pandemic. So I have to give the broad scope of, I'm not happy that there is a pandemic, but I have been happy throughout the pandemic, even with the world on fire. So everything's great. I hope I can give some good advice today. No, don't don't overthink it, Robin, because this is just this is a comedy podcast. I, I say all the time, this is not Dr. Drew. This is not like, you know, uh, people don't call in for the clinical stuff. They call in for like an advi- a piece of advice here and there. And more often than not, they know they know what the answer is. Oh, you okay. know, it's like people, people generally know what they should be doing. You know, like, <laughs> no one does. Yeah, that's good. If, I, if I'm on, but yeah, none of us, I don't, you know, enough yeah. as, as, as much as I should. But, but to, to your point, I will say I'm also doing great. And I, one of the things I worked on with my therapist last time I talked to him was survivor's remorse is what I call it. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean literal. I don't mean actual, uh, I, I, I didn't get COVID. I didn't die from COVID. I mean, uh, it, you know, like just, just doing okay, mm-hmm. not being in danger of losing my home. Uh, right. my wife and I have a, have a, a, a healthy, happy baby. That's great. And thanks. Yeah. I love it. But it's, 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 yeah. You're just like, is it okay to, yeah. to be happy? Uh, yeah. you know, this is how, this is how messed up it is that 2020 is by far the best year of my life. And I mean, there's, <laughs> there's not even a close second. That's how that's how well I'm doing mentally. That's not to say the world's not. Whole. This is also the worst I've ever seen in the world. And I think, mm-hmm. man, if I if I weren't medicated during this, I might be dead. Like I I don't even know how I would handle it without the right medication. But um, I I had the same thought. Go on, sorry. No, I mean that's why like I've created so much content, right? 
because I'm, I'm an introvert and uh, agoraphobic, so I don't even go out that much. And I have this backlog of just ye- like years of old stand-up clips and everything. Like, you know what? Everyone's at home right now. Let me just share everything that I've done, you know? And, yeah. Why and, not? Yeah. And also, like, I just, I've always been addicted to the internet, just making stuff online. I was actually, in February, before the pandemic, I was, I was kind of transitioning away from live stand-up anyway. Like, I was like, I don't know if this is going to be, like, a thing that is the only thing we can do. It's like blockbuster video almost, you know? Like, are we right. just going to do just live stand-up? So I started learning how to make memes and everything. And then when the pandemic hit, I was like, well, time to, you know, time to just do what I do. And let me just be the funny one during a pandemic. I'll be the pandemic comedian. And that was kind of um, what I just, and I just haven't stopped turning out material. I've been doing, I've been working every day, basically, for, like, a year. So Amazing. Yeah, thanks, man. That's incredible. Because I mean, I will say I really enjoy your online content. Um, I, I enjoy a lot of people's, but I, I do feel like a lot of stand-ups, it looks the same. It's all clips of old sets, mm-hmm. which I put out a lot of those uh, 2019. And like, they do fine. But I think like what you're doing with like TikTok and, yeah. and, uh, and, uh, just kind of almost like the talking head style. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, it's, I, it's I, all, it's very, it's, it's very like material rich too. Thank you. Like thank you obviously you. write every single day too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's funny. It's like, you know, I, I went kind of viral. Like I didn't realize I was going to go viral on TikTok. And my girlfriend told me to just start recording my own videos, looking into the camera. And I was like, no one's going to want to see my big stupid head. You know, like I, I have such a big head, this big stupid round face. And then, you know, one of them, another one of mine went like a million views of just me talking to the camera. And I'm like, man, I have an audience for the first time in my life. I actually like got a real fan base. Like I've never gotten a real fan base just doing live stand-up. So I don't know. I guess I don't have a lot of like when comedians are like, it's so hard to be funny during a pandemic. It's like, well, I mean, it's because do you not, you, you probably need an audience to ask them how long you've been together or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's also like you kind of you kind of uh you you did your own thing and you 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 not only were on these you know the right the medicines you needed uh to get you where you needed to be but it, i'm sure that also kind of let give you gave you a little bit more oomph to get yourself out there yes to get to go like let me just go international fuck it i mean yes. i love the comedy store but everything they film in the comedy store looks like it's in a dungeon because the comedy store is a dungeon and it's like we <laughs> You know, it's a great club. You know, it's yeah. a great place to 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 work out and stuff like that. But right. it's if if all you put out as good as they are, like your roast videos are incredible. Thank you. But if you just put out those, I just feel like you're just you know you're pigeonholing yourself. Yeah. So with, with you controlling your content and controlling how all of it looks, thanks. And man. you just being from inside your house. No, it's it's just it's it's really impressive. I've actually you know? I'm actually trying to make up for eight years. Oh, fuck, nothing. Me. Sorry, are you still just there? start that sentence again? Uh, I'm trying to make up for lost time, like eight years of lost time, 25 years of lost time. So wow. it's like I'm actually racing against a clock of time that is not even here anymore, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it's like I've become a workaholic for the first time in my life. So like that's a new issue I'm talking with my therapist. I went from doing nothing to I can't <laughs> stop working. That's what. Oh my god. Time now. Um, anyway, I'm talking about myself too much. I, this is you know. fine. No, I, I appreciate it. you. Just, you sadly, you just froze again. Basically the, the internets on both ends were, were wonky. So, uh, yeah. Robin yeah. has gone to her phone. So appreciate that. Uh, and, but you know, Hey, the magic of editing, it's, yeah. uh, I'd rather, I'd be right. You know I'd rather I, like, we, we love zoom jokes. I don't know about you. I have a whole hour on zoom jokes. I have <laughs> uh, two hours on COVID. No one else is going to do these jokes. Pretty sure yeah. I'm the only comedian that's going to come back, <laughs> do mm-hmm. some Zoom and COVID jokes. Yeah, um, I did. Uh, I did a, a Zoom uh, a show last, a Zoom comedy show last night, and yeah. like the host before he even started was just like, "Hey, you guys know this is all capital material, right? Just make sure, <laughs> like, just like <laughs> fuck man." <laughs> that's funny. I feel a lot just better. Just FYI, on yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel a lot yeah. better. Yeah, no, and you, and it's the same picture. Like you, you, you look the same. So in oh, case thank you're you. Working. Yeah, thank you. just FYI. Like how how are how are you feeling about yourself just to jump right into it? 
um, since you're like in the in the days and, and, and months since your transition, since you, you know, started dressing like yourself. Oh, it's, it's oh a, that's, yeah. a question I tend to ask non-binary and, and, and trans people because, <laughs> okay. you, you know, you just you you seem so happy, which, yeah, which is happy. You know, no, you know what? You know what? It's like, actually, like, so, you know, I was de- I, I was depressed and like uh, I was very suicidal at the end of 2014. So I, you know, it's just like, I feel like my life has been like a bunch of like layers of an onion, like just peeling back, like I'm depressed. Maybe it's like this. Okay, maybe therapy. Okay, now I'm a little happy. Now I'm depressed mm-hmm. again. Maybe I'll come out as trans, right? So I come out as trans, you get this gender euphoria is what they call it, right? So I had gender okay. euphoria for maybe three weeks. It was like rocket fuel. And then I got depressed. Again. And then so of course, it's like, Am I really transgender? Am I, you know, like I'm still depressed. It's not the solution or whatever. Um, and then, uh, but I was, uh, what it did was I started being able to make eye contact with people. I never was able to look at people in the eyes before I came out. I thought that maybe if they looked at me in the eyes, they would discover something about me. And I didn't even know what that thing was, but I thought oh. I would be exposed. So, That's... you know, I can't, yeah. I came out, I, by the way, I came out on Facebook and then a lot of comedians I know unfollowed me because I'm like insufferable. So that night I had a, <laughs> <laughs> so that night I had a, a comedy show, and uh, I I don't know how to not talk about what I'm feeling. That's just kind of like how I've always been. Good. So I was on stage and I was like, I know a lot of you unfollowed me, but I just want you guys to know uh, I'm a woman. Uh, I don't know what it means. Uh, I don't know if I'll wear dresses. You might see me in a skirt in a couple months. Uh, all right, see ya. And I just put the mic. <laughs> I just left, and that was. I came out by on stage to an audience of confused people. Like Robin's not Andy Kaufman. What kind of bit? This is not a. By the way, Robin, this is a very tasteless bit that you're doing. You know, like there's a lot of people. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then I. <laughs> so like the layers of, I I'm a lot. I feel a lot more comfortable. Like just being able to be more flowy and feminine. It's not, not just about the way I'm dressed, mm-hmm. but like just a little shit. Like I used to do this a lot. Like with my hand, like lip wristed a lot. Mm-hmm. You know. And when I did it sure. as a guy, I was like, you're gay. You can't, anybody <laughs> does this is, is a queer, you know? Um, so it's just, it's nice to, I have moments in my life, where I internalized misogyny, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So we, I have moments ev- where Everyone I'm, born a man does. Yes, it just right. So I, I, have, I have a lot of moments where I'm like, this is gay. This is, oh wait, I'm a girl. This is fine. Like I am allowed to be kind of gay, you know? So it's just a lot more freeing. I feel like being straight, you're just a straight guy, especially, right? I feel kind of bad for them in one way, which is you're constantly thinking like, am I allowed to, am I allowed to jack off to this? And like the, what kind that's such a torturous, like once I came out, dude, I was like, man, I just opened up another whole avenue of porn I can watch. Like, I've been avoiding this kind of porn. Ooh, time for um, <laughs> the, the, the titles. My God. Surpri- surprise, I have a dick porn. Like, it's like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre of titles. Like, you know exactly what you're going to get. And it's like, you're just you're waiting for that moment where uh, he sees that she has a dick and then he doesn't murder her. Oh, you just jack off to like, the safety there you go <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh i feel so comfortable right now this is, so nothing's gonna happen to me but an <laughs> orgasm <laughs> oh but that is that is true there's, there's no subtlety in porn titles there's no, no like there's, you know, summer yeah. meadow what's this one about <laughs> oh jesus <laughs> it's funny people are like never use transphobic slurs like what do you want me to type into my search engine like what what do you want me to <laughs> You want yeah, me to type? Is, you think <laughs> this is filth? Do you understand? This is filth. Yeah, so I want to feel I, dirty. Yeah, I, yes, exactly. I, yeah, I, you know, but I don't. I don't think about being trans anymore. I'm dressed up because mm-hmm. I was making a couple of videos today, and uh, I'm on a podcast. I should just dress up, you know. But um, I'm trying to. I'm trying to make it like lower the standards of what is acceptable transgender behavior because i have a lot of young fans now and i a lot of my young fans are we're seeing the result of a, of, of a culture of, of perfectionism of like trans people mm. always i hate it like it's mostly white yeah. trans women who are like well to do on twitter like if you, you know every trans girl does this and that i'm like i don't relate to you at all so i i yeah i try to lower the standards i'm very low-key I, I don't mm-hmm. even really dress up anymore. I misgender myself sometimes. Like I, I tell people, like, sure. man, during a pandemic, you're not dressing up, you're not practicing the womanhood. 
So you misgender yeah. yourself sometimes. And I just want them to know that that's all okay. So I've been down, I've yes. been dressing down. And also I have a, a joke and it's true. It's like, um, I feel like I went through the stages of womanhood at like a really fast rate because I didn't have like a girl childhood. It's like the first year I was like, no, I want to wear pink and I want to wear this. And then I went through the thirst trap phase the second year, like the college phase of like, you know, oh, I'm going to take hot pictures of myself. This guy's going to say he wants to fuck me. I'll take a screenshot. I'll put it online and be like, this guy's a pervert. And I'll, yeah, you go, girl, whatever that thing is. And now it's like the third year, I'm like, I feel like I'm like an old woman where I'm like, man, makeup is oppressive. It's like the patriarchy. <laughs> take us all yeah. Back. Oh, yeah, it's brutal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and so, yeah, I will say, I will say it's 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 that God. It's, there's a couple things I want to address, but yeah, big things like the perfectionism. You yes. know, the people that are in, and you know, like because uh, I feel like there's got to be that that feeling in a lot of trans people that are like like I have to make it look like I've never been anything but this. Yes, and it's like no, not necessarily. You you, you can be as much of a slob as a straight white male, if right. you want to be, you yeah. know? And and to your point about feeling bad for the straight white guys, I am one and I do too sometimes, where it's right. kind of just like, yeah, like I don't know how you're standing out and we're in a business where you gotta find a way, you know? I mean, yeah, obviously right. you gotta be as good as you can be and all that jazz, but there's so many that are so like so many others because we were all kind of used to that. We were all yeah. kind of used to not having to go that extra mile, but it's, it's, I think, it, you know, there's what the, the, the knee jerk thing is like when I remember I, I saw a comic who I like and he got on stage and he was like, straight white male, sorry. And it just made me angry where it's like, come on, stop, <laughs> stop. Here's the thing. Because- I, I, I internalized a lot of that narrative. Like, I, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, when I was depressed, I dismissed every accomplishment I had. So it, I, sure. I got on TV, I got on a roast battle and I'd be like, I took I took the spot away from a, from a straight white man. Like I, that's how depressed I was. I felt guilty because I took oh. away the spot of a. And my friend, actually, my friend, the straight white comic, was like, "Robin, there's never going to be a time where there's not a straight white guy on TV. You're yes. not taking away my spot. Exactly. A different white guy who's who was taking my spot. So like you yeah. said, I'm not competing with you. I'm competing with other white guys. So the the idea it made me feel a lot better. You know, like about mm-hmm. my own success and everything. Um, yeah, I yeah, mean, it, it's been it's it's never been uh, not anything but a cutthroat fucking industry. It is. It's mm-hmm. it's it's hell. And if you get uh, anything out of it, it you won. You know, God mm-hmm. bless you did it. The idea yeah. that someone's taking my spot or I'm, you know, it, it, it just it doesn't hold water. They're yeah. just more people want more variety and they always did. Yeah. But now there, there's there's a lot there's just a lot more acceptance, which to me is a is a gorgeous thing. I, yeah. I, I love all I love the kindness. I love you yeah. know the fact that you can have someone who is an utter fucking asshole or a bitch. I love that right. you can have this, you can have that. It's like I, I want a nice mix. You know yeah. what I mean? I, no, I don't, but you know when when I came out in 2015, and this is why I hate the whole cancel culture talk. Sure. Um, me too. Because because by the way, I don't mean like, I don't think anyone loves cancel culture. I think it's just something that happened because no one was held accountable. It's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, if, if, if you, if you don't like it, then hold people accountable. You know, I think it does go too far sometimes, but sure. whatever that's, that's beside the point. I mean, like cancel culture to me was when I came out for like six months, nobody booked me like, except for like two or three people. Wow. I was, I, I used to do the improv like every month. And all of a sudden, you know, we don't know if, um, you know, Irvine is like ready for you. Of course. All of a sudden, oh, like Irvine, Irvine yeah. Well, but I'm like, all right. So I did the Irvine Improv a couple months in, and they were not ready for me. All of a sudden, you know, my home club just didn't like it. You know, like they just didn't get it. Wow. They didn't laugh. Wow. And um, it was like, what about this? Is not how is this not cancel culture? If you're going to complain about cancel culture, I just got canceled by every fucking club. But if I yeah. say anything, this is identity politics. Like. Yeah. Or do you give a shit about cancel culture or not? So like, um, I I am such a piece of shit now. I used to try to hide from it, but I'm like, hey guys, I love PC culture. Guess because guess who's thriving now? Because we're gonna hate me anyway. Why yeah. don't I just be a big piece of shit about it? You know what? <laughs> I am the token. I don't deserve it, and I <laughs> die mad about it. You know. And I'm, I'm taking just... <laughs> your Netflix special, Chet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I have delusions of grandeur because of the bipolar. And one time I was like, not ironically, I was ranting. And I was like, I am the zeitgeist. I said, <laughs> I, said these, I said these words 
non-ironically. Sure. Like I, <laughs> I am the zeitgeist. I'm fucking. Well, I'm like Trump. Yeah, I'm. Trump I think. It, I think it was yeah. Kurt, Kurt Braunhaler put it so perfectly to me once. He's like, we swing from I suck to I'm the fucking best. Like right. as comedians, like all the time. Yes. All the you know time, what I mean? Because right. when we're talking to like you know an agent or a manager or an executive, we're like, you don't get it. I'm better than all those fuck. I'm better than yes, all of right. them. And then yeah. like you know on our own in our heart of hearts, a lot of times we're like, hope I can keep fooling everybody. <laughs> like there's always that, that piece of us that that is that is both that 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 always has that that, yeah. that absolute duality. And like uh, I, I yeah. get why, as I put it, you know let's just say marginalized groups like one you're in, you know, I get it why you Richard the third sometimes, you know, where you're like, I'm a monster. You're goddamn right. I'm a monster. Like, yeah. Like uh like Tupac Shakur said, he's like, he's like, I never thought about snatching a purse until a white lady picked it up when she saw me and held it close. And I'm just like, you know, I could snatch your fucking purse. You know, is that that feeling where it's like, there was one of my favorite things I did on stage. And it was because sometimes like I, uh, uh, like I could, I could never focus on my material when I was super depressed. So I would just do whatever in the moment. And this guy was on stage and he was doing pretty well. He's a white guy. And he, and he going on with this joke and he goes, um, and then this Chinese guy, I can't do an imitation of him, but, and he continues the joke. So I went on stage afterward and I'm like, Hey, you know, who can do an imitation of him? I can't. And I started going like, Oh no, what happened? Oh, I'm Robin Trent. I can do any accent I want. Oh, I'm a straight white guy. I can't do accent. And I'm like, I don't even know if this is Chinese. Is this a vague Asian voice? And who's going to cancel me now? I like I'm. I just like to to like point out that I am uh-huh. aware of these new weird yeah. <laughs> privileges, but just advantages that you know you've had these advantages for years, and sure. now I'm getting them. So don't you know pull yourself up by the bootstraps, buddy? You know, like yeah. it's and it's and it's you know at the at its core, some of the best comedy is just the, it's so absurd, and I yeah. love the absurdity. There was a. I'm 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 blanking on her name right now, but there was a there was a, a trans comic who opened for me in in Boise, Idaho. Yeah. And, uh, uh, she's she's like my size, but bigger shoulders, and uh-huh. uh, and like had this amazing you know flowing brown hair, and had this amazing bit about running into her ex girlfriend from her before life, and her ex-girlfriend sit mad and yelling at her like you know i miss whatever the whatever the name was before i miss steve you know and right. like, why did yeah. you do this and his he just he yells he's like do you think i fucking wanted this <laughs> like do you know how difficult my life is and he says it laughing yelling and he's gregarious and big like me and it, i remember it was so funny and it was there was every kind of person in the crowd and everyone laughed and that was like such a genius story because it's just this right. thing, just, you know, because the idea is like, like anyone would go, I think I'll probably book more shows or get more attention if I put on women's makeup or right. grow my hair long or wear a dress. And it's yeah. just, that's not, you're going to, you're just, you're just going to come off like Milton Berle or something. You're, you're not going to, it's not going to work for you if it's well, not here, who you are. Here's what people don't realize, right? It's like, you get that advantage on stage. All you really get is, first of all, you get a you get a minority booking. They don't even know if you're good or not. And mm-hmm. so you you know, like I'll, I'll take the opportunity and I'll kick it down the door, you know. But, um, you know, I have to get to the show. Like, do you know understand that? Oh yeah. This is not this is not easy to get to the show. I hate people who are like, why don't you go on tour? It's like, why don't you hire me a bodyguard? You fucking gatekeeping piece of shit like what why don't you go on tour by yourself in texas oh yeah i guess i'm not a real comic because i didn't go on tour why did you get on tiktok (laughs) i'm so sorry for laughing at that because that's so unfortunate but that's just so funny you you never think about how you get there how do i get to the show how do do i get to the show hey i drove but you know, I, I gotta I gotta park like in That's the it. in the parking lot of the mall <laughs> right. to walk to fucking flappers. You understand? Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sorry, someone was knocking. I think I'm like yelling because I performed. Someone was knocking on the door. Oh really? That's oh. why. I, that's why I was looking. I you actually missed. Sound, the... You don't sound like you're you're yelling. So no. I, I I missed it. I missed a joke that I was going to say. You said you had a trans woman open for you. Yeah. In 
in Boise. Is there a joke about that anywhere? How about a girl? No one, no one made that one. Yeah, <laughs> it's now ladiesy for. I, I, yeah, I didn't know I was going to rant so much about comedians. Like, you know, people are like, "Do you do you miss stand up comedy?" I'm like, "I miss stand up comedy. I don't really miss stand up comedians. Like, I don't really, <laughs> I don't really miss the, the. Hey, did you watch this thing that everyone saw and I didn't see? And then, yeah, where yeah. are you? Hey, did you? And it's always like, did you do this show? that I guess I'm supposed to know. And if I don't know, I'm not a real comic. Oh, you know, no. I'm like, you know what I mean? Like one time I was like telling my friend, like, oh, I'm doing a show tonight. I think is that like stories. And they're like, you get, you're on good heroin. I'm like, I don't, what are you, why are you yelling at me? Like, I don't, <laughs> wow. I just, how'd you get on good heroin? It's like, I was funny. Maybe you should try that. And not yeah. like, <laughs> try to ask me how I got, you know, like, it's very interesting. Oh, oh how do you, how do you get, how did you get, but how did you get booked on that? I made people laugh online. I don't yeah. know. It, how'd anyway. you get that? Just means why haven't I gotten that? Why haven't that's I gotten that? That's all that means. I mean, it, yeah. you know, you can you've you've seen the difference we all have, where someone's like, "Oh, do you know who books that? I'd really like to do that show sometime." But mm -hmm. to say that suggests vulnerability, and mm -hmm. in our industry, there's this you know misbegotten notion that you you have to uh, you have to assume the mantle of superiority to every other comedian because we're supposed to hate each other but it's like really the good ones don't it's it's like if we have problems with each other don't like each other's acts we'll typically say it and it'll be funny you know right it, it, i it, to have that that up and coming attitude of just like of of oh who are you it you know it's yeah. it's like it's like anything it's like hazing or child abuse it's passed down and so like people yeah hated it on the come up they crap on people they think are doing worse and it's not, yeah not a good sign. I, I think the insight that i think people are missing about stand-up is you know i i kind of blew up on tiktok with um I, a lot of gen z people are fans of mine i have sure. I, what i'm really proud of is i have fans of all ages like someone who's 60 and mm -hmm. someone who is 16 like will like the same joke it's one of my things i'm most proud of but now that i have a gen z fan base i'm learning a lot about them and like they do not like stand-up comedy as an art form like they don't like it and it's not because they're offended it's because they can't relate to it anymore because like stand-up topics have not evolved you know every other yeah. movies and tv shows right it's like you don't really have like the stay with your family theme anymore like in the 90s you kind of move right. on because it's boring right you know everything after 9 11 is more serious now you know like it's not like but stand-up comedy is still guys are assholes women are crazy how long have you been so like this new generation they're watching and they're like but I'm I'm a non-binary with three partners. Like I don't understand this whole. <laughs> I can't. You know, my girlfriend was talking to another guy on the phone. Don't you guys hate that? They're like, dude, I just I I fucked nine people today. Like I don't. Yeah, don't, right. It doesn't it doesn't register. To the yeah, phone. the whole. And, and it's always it's always that again, kind of that man superiority. It's always person like you guys know about this bumble thing and it's just like we've known for f as long as it's been around man <laughs> like every you know generation uh z person is just like no yeah i was i was alerted the day it came out and i explored it and yeah. it wasn't for me but it was for my my friend ken who right. likes when women hit on him you know that right. kind of thing. so like <laughs> it's like it's, it's like you, your whole thing of just being a a, a lazy slab and and not exploring things like you know that yeah. everybody's lazy, but I just feel like that it, it, you can't really fool those yeah. people because they and also they've done the research. I, yeah, I think I think um, I mean this is just my own theory. I, I don't really have a problem with somebody dismantling something that they don't agree with, right? I sure. I just think like a lot of comics don't realize that like stand-up comedy before and after Google are very different now. You know, like I don't yeah. have like what I like. You know, Doug Stanhope. What I like that he does, he like he researches the things he criticizes. Yes. It sharp it sharpens your criticism, right? So if you want to make yeah. fun of Bumble or TikTok or Gen Z or whatever, you should like read up on them and then figure out ways to make fun of them in a different way. So yeah. I have no problem with trans jokes, but people just like they think it's brave to man, I had I was on like at an open mic and I was gonna go up and I had like three minutes of new material about white trans women and like how like the you know the how much they annoy me compared to this. And I was like, you know, I, these are trans jokes and I'm going to test them out. I couldn't do them because three comics that night were like, girls with dicks, what's that about? You know, I'm like, well, now I can't do my fucking nuanced jokes. You would have heard some great trans jokes. Yeah. But now because I'm like, I well, have fuck to. All, because I have to, 
I'm doing them, you know, like yeah, don't... And it, you would definitely have to address their jokes, dismantle yes. them, burn half your time, you yes. know, doing so it's, the equivalent of digging a ditch. Like it's not fun. You know? here, here, here's how I feel. I think a lot of people feel this way if they're really honest with themselves. I hate PC culture, but I hate anti-PC culture more. Like it's like, how did you guys be, how did you guys become more annoying than the most annoying people in the world? Right. Exactly. All he had to do was yes. be decent. And like, these people are annoying and, and, and I'm going to be decent. But now it's like, these people are annoying. So I'm going to join with Ben Shapiro now. Like you, you had yeah, half no, right. you didn't have not... to, why'd you have to jump there? You know, like, because yeah. exactly. sometimes exactly. I'll like make fun of, I'll make fun of the wokeness. Cause I was like in a woke cult for so long. Sure. Um, but then like people will not listen to the second half, which is like, no, I'm attacking them from a left wing perspective, not mm-hmm. from a right wing perspective. You know? Right. Um, no, I was in a woke cult and I left in September. I've been in a lot of different cults in my life. Like I've been okay. a Republican, a conservative, Democrat, centrist. Like I've I've been everything just to figure things out. And I was in a, the woke cult um, for two or three years. And mm-hmm. I was like, man, if I leave the woke cult, am I going to become a right winger? It actually made me more progressive. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the, a lot of the performative woke shit is like not woke at all. Like a lot of a lot of social justice is very classist, and ableist, and and like oh. you know, like because like it's like. Uh, they'll go, Robin, you're a true scum. And I'm like, are you going to make me look up a term of an insult to me? You're going to make me look up my own insult? Do you know how fucking annoying that is? I'm already tired. <laughs> and it's like like the, the presumption that, first of all, someone has the time, the energy, the money, and the intellect to understand a new term every week. Uh, I think that's like super not woke. But then the right wing takes it as in like, so these things are not real, you know? Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, yeah. well, you're wrong too. And like, I feel like I'm just not... Um, mm-hmm. No, I get it. And you have to you have to live your own life. It's just you, I think you came down to it of just saying, like, why couldn't you just be a decent person? You yeah, know, like, I was called a, I was called a white supremacist. That was kind of what did it. I was like, people, sure. yeah, yeah, Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. And all I said was, before you guys start calling her a neoliberal shill who doesn't care about indigenous people, maybe wait till people are not crying anymore you know yeah, give it a yeah, couple yeah, days yeah. before and all it's all i said and it was like you're a white supremacist you don't care about indigenous people and i'm like okay well this is fine and then yeah. somebody says uh you need to apologize to my girlfriend for the way you talk to her you need to give a public apology and i was like to someone who you who don't know and I, you know i had this revelation in my head where it's like wait i'm a maybe i am sorry but when you demand an apology and you don't care if they are sorry, that's no longer empathy. That is a control. Yeah. If you did that to your girlfriend or boyfriend, people would call you abusive. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I never demand an apology. I hope for one, you know, I hope for an apology. I think people yeah. should apologize. I, I, I had someone uh, who was a friend who had a, uh, was in a very controlled, controlling relationship with this woman. And uh, she, there was a slight of some kind of know what it was and she demanded he post an apology like on Facebook and like just like that's that's abuse you you yep. can't why why so you can yeah. you can hurt this person publicly and it's mm-hmm. yeah I it's mean, all I, about yeah but I what, what what I think is I think cancel culture PC culture and all that I don't think it's all or nothing right so I think mm-hmm. it's like if you are like a powerful person and you're like the most powerful, like Trump. I don't think cancel him all you want because he's right. the most. Power- that's that's completely fine. But like, I don't think you should treat Trump as like this guy with nine followers. Like at some point, oh. you're, like, you're not. You're, you're doing it for your own. There is a martyr complex problem. Yes. In social that, justice, yeah. and like there, I'm glad I've heard that there are um, clinical psychologists and doctors now, like to strengthen your social justice. So you can still be a social justice warrior, but be aware of the the human flaws in that because you're gonna feel like if I don't do something every day, then I failed the movement. And then it becomes about your own ego and not about mm-hmm. the movement anymore. You'll start so, losing like, mind. Exactly. Yeah. So, so yeah. I, my whole thing is like, I'm not against progressiveness. I'm against like, don't make it about you and your own, don't center your own trauma. Yeah. I mean, because if you, yeah, because if you do, then it's not about the cause anymore. And I always, I always say, I've said this a hundred, hundred times, like everyone wants life to be star Wars, but it's not, you, you, yeah. You, you, you're not going to solve all the problems by blowing up the Death Star when you find it, no matter what it is. <laughs> right, yes. There's no, there's right. no, if we kill Dracula, all the vampires die. That doesn't That's exist. Right. You're mm-hmm. not, you're by, by, you know, aggression and destruction, you're not yeah. going to solve anything. You're not going to change yeah. anyone. So, yeah. yeah. But, but okay. to contradict myself completely, when 
a group of people have been running rough shot with no consequences for four years uh cancel oh. them hard like if people uh, if people like, deserve if, it and we know yeah. what we're talking about i'm not talking <laughs> and, about someone who used a yeah. slur on a twitter or whatever right. i'm talking yeah. about someone yeah you, we're talking about people know, who actively have oppressed people <laughs> and been yeah. head fucks for so long it's funny yeah. i have these i have these two simultaneous feelings when i see like um there's videos of of people who stormed the Capitol getting dragged off the airport, kicking and screaming by feds. And I was like, Oh, it's like this was, the AFD of now. It's America's yeah. <laughs> funniest home videos now. But but I'm like, if I if I just like if I took out like if it wasn't this group of people, I'd be horrified. Sure. I have to remind, I have to remind myself who this is. And I'm like, I'm I am cheering for fascists to get rid of Nazis. This is the most fucked up country in the world. <laughs> I have I have this this is how I would sum up the past week is like Trump you can mess with black people LGBT people you can mess with disabled whatever you don't fuck with America buddy you cross <laughs> the line when you fuck with America it's like dude dude like you could be a racist in America but you cannot be a traitor like when you're a traitor you're fucked you're done yeah you're done. that's who gets canceled yeah yes so are we ready to listen to some calls yeah we'll do it Okay, mm -hmm. well let's uh, let's and I will say just to call back one thing, I do have uh, I do have a joke now about like my one regret for being married for six years now is that I never got a chance to apply and get canceled by Raya because <laughs> I know dudes my age that are comedians that got <laughs> shot down and it was the most delightful funny news I'd ever heard. So like <laughs> anyway, but that's a whole that's other great. thing. But it's, <laughs> I did my research, you know, yeah, I know yes, what that is. Research. Right, exactly, exactly. yeah. Okay, so uh, Renee, let's roll the first call. <laughs> Hi, I know you're on with Robin this week, uh, and I just wanted to say that I really enjoy both of you, and thank you for making COVID bearable. Um, I don't need advice about anything, but I just wanted to say thank you. I hope you have a wonderful time uh, interviewing or hanging out or whatever it is. Thanks. Bye. Well, I'm, I'm having a actually I'm having a terrible time. And I hope that you're, uh, and I hope whoever you are, I hope you're having a bad. <laughs> Just turn to you. I like to yell at callers. I think it's funny. Um, oh, it's great. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's so sweet. Yeah, no, I've made a practice since I was like a kid of finding the nicest person and being like, you're such a fucking prick, dude. Fuck you. Because it's so fun. <laughs> it's so, <laughs> so, much, so kind. <laughs> it's the funniest no, I, thing. I agree. Yeah. I, well, that was nice. Thanks, Renee. Let's, uh, let's hear the next one. Matthew, Happy New Year. Um, actually, I met you right uh, in Richmond. You did a Richmond show right before COVID got serious or right on. before we knew it got serious. Um, yeah. You wanted to shake hands, and I said, no, nah, let's just do the fist bump or elbow bump, you know, formal uh -huh. handshake. Um, regardless, besides that, I uh, just wanted to say, um, I think for a while since I've been married for about three years, I have been lying to my wife, and she does not know that I get high quite frequently, um, just just marijuana, nothing serious, mm, serious to her, but, um, and it's become decriminalized in our state, and it's inching towards legalization for recreational use. Um, I, it, it, it goes against my vows to her, um, but I've been getting high since I was in high school, or maybe senior in high school, and just, it seems to help calm me down and work out the rough edges when things aren't going too well. And I realize it's a vice. Um, I, if I come clean to her, she'll divorce me. Um, have I tried going sober per se? Uh, what ends up happening is I go to another vice like caffeine, just overindulge in that, um, or alcohol. And that's even worse. So is there any sort of rationalization um maybe down the line that i can whip out uh that you can think of or is this just something i just need to straight up quit because she's never going to be cool with it she thinks it's for deadbeats i explained to her successful people do it people who are and not that life should be gauged on how much money people make um, but people who are wealthy do it um and you know i don't do it around my kids and you know try not to be in that mindset or frame of mind with my kids so Anyways, I know I'll, I'll cut it off right there. And also, coincidentally, I was born in 1975, and my wife and I had a kid last year in COVID. 
uh, our third child. So right there with you, buddy. Um, mm-hmm. The other kids are three and two. <laughs> so we don't know what we're getting into. And um, both my wife and I are pretty old. She's 46. I'm 45 as of this message. So anyways, well, let me know. I'm pretty sure you're going to tell me a lie is a lie is a lie. Uh, but maybe there's something mm-hmm. else you can feed me. Wait. <laughs> oh. Do you want to? Can I go first? Yes, absolutely. You can. Yeah, these aren't live calls, right? No, that's a recording. Yeah, okay, no, I, would, a record. I wouldn't okay. do live calls, man. I can't <laughs> yeah, imagine okay. the headache. I know <laughs> well, people I'm, do that, those, but nah. No, this, this, this is going to be like, this is going to be like uh, maybe a sexist advice and maybe it doesn't work for a guy. But man, I just cry until I get what I want, you know? <laughs> <laughs> just cry and cry and I, it's not i'm not lying it's like dude if if someone was like you can't do your biggest coping mechanism i don't know what i would yeah. do like i you know it's it's like it's funny because like weed you, you feel like oh it's for deadbeats i was in a writer's room for netflix and it was like we're running out of ideas everyone let's go outside and smoke pot we're all writing for a fucking television yeah. show so yeah i think mm-hmm. that sucks by the way can i say something about the covid that i just remembered the a week before COVID, I did a show. I was more wrong about COVID than everything else in my life combined. You know what I said on stage? I was like, oh yeah, COVID. Yeah, this is definitely not a, just a racist Republican thing. Ooh, COVID, but the Chinese, what's next? A dragon? It's fine, guys. It'll be fine. I, I Dude, I was so confident that this was a right-wing, not a left-wing conspiracy. I thought this was a right-wing racist conspiracy sure. in the world of China. And then when, I, when uh, the NBA shut down, I was like, ooh, good thing that wasn't recorded. Yeah, that was the, that was the most. I could have been used that. against you, yeah. but like fucking. Wait. Even if it was, we were all wrong. I remember being like, "It's not in your breath; it's in your touch." <laughs> Don't touch your face. Walk around like this. Don't use guardrails. You know, it's yeah, like right. so wrong. You know, so yeah. whatever. But like, I, I think, I mean, yeah, dude, a lie is a lie is a lie. You know, caller. But like, at the same time, to Robin's point. You know, she's right. Like, like you, you, that's your chief coping mechanism. Look, we're not talking about you sneaking drinks. People call in and, and have talked about their husband or their wife saying like they, they're trying to get uh, uh, sober and they keep sneaking drinks because, I mean, honestly, it's really easy to do. It's pretty easy to hire ingestion of substances from somebody if you can kind of be cool, when, you know, when they're around. And so, and it's a party who's like, why not? We all want to have you know, all the things we want. Like I want someone to trust me and think I'm sober, but I really like to drink too. Like that kind of thing. I don't, it'd be one thing if it it doesn't sound like you're smoking weed every day, all day. I don't think you can. You have three fucking kids. And I I think, I think, I think that that you should revisit the conversation with your wife because it sounds like that's one thing that kind of keeps you on an even keel. And you know, they're, they're Michael Pollack, who wrote, writes, writes about ingestions of things. He wrote about a whole book about caffeine. And one of the points he made was like, I am certainly addicted to caffeine, but I don't think it's a problem yep. because it doesn't have a bad effect on me. That's exactly. Yep. And I I'm, feel the same I'm way. without a doubt. I wake up, I have a shot of espresso and then I have a cup of coffee. That's all I have all day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't see a problem with that because as he put it, A, it doesn't, it doesn't affect me negatively. B, I can afford it. And th- those are the, the two things you kind of got to to judge it by. Obviously, this dude can afford marijuana, and I think his wife, you know, it's, it's- I, she ironically needs it. You know, like yeah. <laughs> if she if she like took one hit, he'd realize yeah. that this is the. I was hey, I was the same way anti weed. You know what? Dare worked on me. I have an authoritarian problem. Mm. You know, living in an Asian household, whatever authority told me was was real. So dare worked on me. Yeah. So I didn't smoke. I didn't smoke weed until I was like 25. And then when I did, I was like, amazing. That's the mantle. A lot of us looked at it as it's like either you're doing drugs or you're not. And I remember Mm -hmm. when I the times the, the, the few handful of times I've ever had cocaine. It's a friend of mine like nailed it. He was like, when you do like pot, whatever, whatever. When you do coke, you're doing drugs. You are doing drugs. There's no denying. You're doing <laughs> there, that's, that's all that is, you yeah. know. But there's a reason why it's very funny when I said to uh, I, I I opened in early days for Tignataro on the road a lot, and 
I was like, do you want to smoke? Like, are these guys going to smoke a joint after the show? Do you want to come? And she's like, I don't smoke drugs. And she just, me, and she doesn't. She doesn't smoke weed, but it's just very funny to put it that way. And there's a reason why it's funny. I don't smoke drugs. Sounds like something your grandmother would say. <laughs> so, yeah, caller, I don't, I think you, I think in the end, you have to, you have to either quit or tell her because it's going to just eat at you and it sucks to keep, I, I, I I'm one of those people that like we all have our privacy things and the things we'll never tell people. And I think that's healthy. But one thing when like my wife and I talk about like if I ever cheated, I don't want that secret door in my consciousness of knowing that I cheated on my wife. I don't want that pain. I don't want that eating away at me. And I think if I was like hiding, even if it was just like I secretly eat cookies all day. You know, and and my wife is like, why are you so unhealthy? Why is the doctor finding so much cholesterol in your system? You know, I see what you eat. I'm just like, I don't know. You know, like I would, there'd be a part of me that would feel like shit. So I think you kind of got to eat like, dude, you just got to decide. You got to find a way to talk to her. And honestly, I would talk to her and and fight for it a little more. Maybe get a, 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 a couples counselor to talk to both of you. And I'll say this, if she doesn't want to go to couples counseling, uh, even if it's just to talk about this, that's a red flag because people that are just like, we don't need it. I know it's best. It's like, nah, I, I don't want to say we all need therapy, but we all need therapy. Like, I, I, I also want to say, like, I don't know, this might not apply to this guy, but um, America has a huge communication problem. He sound like especially uh, white people and a, lot, and a lot of Asians have have this like fallacy of like, I'm just going to logic my way into Yes. an argument so it becomes like this courtroom battle between right and wrong it's like no one is emotionally honest it's like it's like i, I don't know if you've tried this and i was joking earlier and i was kind of joking but it's like dude just say how you feel man just like if you need to break down and cry you should like yeah. if, it, if it means that much to you yes who gives a shit and if you're and if your wife like leaves you because you're being a pussy then don't that's not a good relationship you know like yeah. you need to like like really <laughs> don't be like you know this whole like and it, everything you're saying is logically true, right? Like, it's like, okay, well, I'm not a deadbeat because of this and that. But you sure. need to just say, like, I feel awful when I don't do this. And I'm very, like, you, you get to the core of your feelings. Right. And that yeah. always, that usually works for me. It, it, that's exactly it. And I would also say, even if it's not, I need this. It's, you know, it's it's like, I, I want this. I, I mm-hmm. like to go outside in the backyard and and smoke half a joint and look at birds. It's mm-hmm. a thing I enjoy. You know, yeah. it's not debilitating. Something happens with the kids, I can still come help. You yeah. know, I'm not yeah, I give them I give them weed. They sure. calm down. <laughs> that's that's the second call. I mean, put it in all their food. That way she can't fight me when she knows. We're in a weed family. Oh, I put it in hers too. Yeah. Um but yeah, dude, I mean I feel like I feel like we've said it all, uh caller, so uh yeah i think it's that's it you got to just work out a way to to tell her again and you know fight for it if you if you really want to or just stop you know so there you go it's it sucks i wish i had a third door for you but i think it's one of two you know um okay let's hear the next call hey bronger um wanted to uh just ask some advice new dad to new dad um I have a nine-month-old daughter who actually shares a, a middle name uh, with uh, your girl's first name. Uh, her, na- her middle name is Rose. Um, anyway, uh. my mother died about 10 years ago, and my uh, dad's new wife uh, seems to feel pretty threatened by her memory. Um, in the last week, uh, they've asked me to relocate a pretty prominent picture of my mom that's in my house because... It uh, bothers the new wife. Um, just uh, kind of ask them for some advice on how to, you know, how to deal with this, how to deal with them, uh, to complicate matters a little more because of the whole COVID thing. We uh, have pretty limited childcare options, and we're counting on them oh, to, uh, you know, help oh. watch the kid one day a week. So, you know, trying not to blow things up too much. Um, at the same time, uh, you know, I'm. I'm pretty mad and I don't need that negativity in my home and in my life right now. So hope you can help. Thanks a lot. Bye. No, man. I mean, I'll, I, I went, I think I went first last time. So I'll, 
I'll, yeah. I'll no, let you no, take I, I, Look, look, the COVID thing makes it complicated. This is not some practical advice. It was just like, I guess you have to just figure it out to be safe during COVID. But um, I learned something a while ago is that I don't, um, I don't associate with people that make me feel bad anymore. And it's, it's yeah. like, it's, it seems like such a, a, an obvious thing to say, you know, but when you're used to abuse your whole life, you will put yourself in abusive relationships and friendships your whole life. And I just made the decision maybe a year ago. It's like, if I see like red flags, I'm yeah. out. Like, um, unless you, um, unless you're sorry and you want to be better, I'm a forgiving person. But the second, like there's like a, a control, I talked about it earlier, controlling. Yeah. I don't like it. I, that is, I don't think I would be able to be with somebody that is like, hey, take out, take out the picture of your dead parent. Your mom. One of the, yeah, That's it's like crazy. The, it, it's it's like the it's it's so it's unbelievably a, a cruel thing to do. I don't think. Cruel. I don't think maybe you even. I know you're a mad caller, but I don't think you realize like, the depths of how cruel that is to do another yeah. person. Yeah. And I think you could. I think you could do better than that. But that's just, that's my that's my take on it. And I I will say this: we have you know my my wife and I at one point lost our minds and we drove three thousand miles across the country with a newborn to be with the in laws in Massachusetts because California was on fire, and my uh my mother-in-law and father-in-law watched her and it was like the biggest weight off of me because carol works full-time uh my job is pretty much gone i can dick around online but there's no stand-up gigs and there's no going on tour so i'm mr mom which is great but it's it's really hard when it's just you and a kid all day um so to have that option i can see it's funny you can you can hear in his voice he's like i just I don't want to blow that because also you can't hire any help right now. Yep. You, you're not really. Um, and so it's just, but it's, you have to come to a compromise. And I think that the answer to that is, is a caller is your dad that like that this person has to recognize that the person he's with is, is irrationally jealous of a deceased person. That is your mom. Like that to ask someone to, 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 get that picture out of here because there's a there's a new mom sheriff in town is just insane that's the craziest that's that's so disrespectful to you and to your memories and to your family you know if it was your dad we might have a conversation here you know and even that is like fuck off dad she was your wife but she was my mom that trumps it okay you you had a king i have an ace i just won the poker game of this argument so like, yeah, like it's just, it, I mean, you, you nailed it, Robin. That is cruel. That's yeah. really cruel. Wait, so wait, who, who wanted the picture taken down? Was it his wife or his dad? It, no, it's it, 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 his dad's wife. His dad's new wife does not want yeah. the picture of his, 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 that's, uh, yeah, his that's, mom. that's, that's crazy. Yeah. Like on I, the I mantle. Have, I have, and, I have, I have to ahead. say just in, in general, um, uh, straight people are very controlling, just in general. I just want to say, like, it's, there's a, there's this joke in the there's a joke in the LGBTQ community. It's like, do straight people even like each other? Like, there's like this weird, like, you know, you know what I mean? It's always like, I I hate this person. I hate it's all such, like, I don't know. I, 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 well, I like, Robin, it's a, it's a loss of control. Yeah. We're yes. all we're all afraid to be alone. But yeah, just on the main, generally speaking straight people because uh we we are we were we were let's just say what our straight parents wanted mm -hmm. that is straight and we got to we, we we had we have straight relationships we have this thing of uh if 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 this person i'm with doesn't go by all our rules they're not mine and and they're not yeah. going by the rules and this is it's not so much this is our team or whatever but i think because uh, 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 I don't know what to call it. L I would say LGBTQ. Uh, let's just say that I was going to say, uh, you know, pe people of marginalized sexual orientations. But you know what I'm saying? They, yeah. they, they're, they're, To your point, there's a, there's a. You get used to abuse. You get used yeah. to mm -hmm. uh, uh, being treated as always wrong, and yeah. so that's why there's that kind of explosion into. Well, I'm just going to do whatever the fuck I want. And most people, if they're honest and they took like a lot of, you know, the, the jealousy and everything out of there, they, they probably would be uh, uh, 
maybe bisexual, but certainly would probably have you multiple know. partners or, or whatnot and wouldn't, wouldn't take it, you know, as hard. I mean, yeah. I couldn't handle it if my wife was, was with other guys and I was like going after other women, mostly because it just sounds exhausting. But, yeah. you know, like it, it I, I do have to recognize that you're absolutely right. We are. You know, you know, you know, what it is? you know, you know what it is. It's like you know, when I came out, I became a less controlling person, because mm. it's like when, once you come out, right, you're in this world of like uh, this, the rules or whatever. You come out and you're like, wow, the rules are all bullshit. And then all of a sudden, these lines that you were in, you're out, and you're just coloring everything. And that's why yeah, yeah, I was yeah. thinking about this with with queer relationships. There is some abuse, like with every relationship, but there's a lot. There's a lot more love. There's a lot more sharing. There's a lot more like whatever. And I don't think like this, this stuff does not happen as much in the LGBTQ. Uh, anyway, that's like a kind of a tangent, but I was like, my first thought was like, man, straight people are really possessive. Anyway, that's, yeah. that was my, that was. No, my no. I mean, I think, I think you're, I think you're right. If you had, uh, yeah, I don't think the new, <laughs> the new, the new, her, her, his, his, his dad's new boyfriend after his, after right. this adopted kid's real dad had died, right. yeah. dad had died. You know, I don't think the new boyfriend would be like, take it off the mantle. I, I don't want to see Mark. You know, I think it'd be more, I think it'd be more like, just like, oh, Mark had such nice hair. That's Your exactly father right. looked so good in that picture. Right. You know? Yes, that's exactly Because, right. because right. the new boyfriend had spent enough time getting trampled by people with those attitudes. That's <laughs> <Right. laughs> like, true, yeah. That yeah. person. You know? Yeah. So yeah, dude, caller, I, I think you're, you're in for a, a rough conversation, but I think this person needs to hear it. And, and can't, I think that's why maybe you talk to your dad first and go look fair. If your wife does not want to watch the kid anymore, we'll, we'll work on something, but I, I can't not to be severe, but like, I can't be disrespected like this in my home. I will put up a picture of literally anyone I want. And if, mm -hmm. especially it's my, this is my mom, you're, you're, you know, like <laughs> to, 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 you know, to what the, the, often the Shapiro types say, fuck your feelings. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know, okay. So we got, we got one more call. Uh, Robin, thank you so much for being on the show. Like, I just oh, yeah, thanks. Go this. thanks for having me. It's been very fun after, uh, 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 recording this with you. So yeah, it's been really fun. Yeah. Okay. So roll the call. Hello, Matt, Matthew, sorry if that's too formal. Anyway, my name's Communist Bowser, and uh, I actually have a piece of advice for the world, and I think that uh, it's just fuck off. Mind your business. Leave me alone. Unless it really, really bothers you or pertains to you, then we can talk and be civil. But, you know, until then, I... I think everyone should just blow most of their opinions that hold no moral value just straight out their fucking ass. That's pretty much it. Have a good day. Hey, thanks for calling, man. And, uh, and I'm glad you had a couple pops before you did. We do, Robin, we get some drunk calls. Uh, so well, what? What? Just... Was that an inside joke? or is that just... No, no, no. I mean, I could tell when a guy was like, Matt, Matthew. Like, okay, you're, <laughs> you're hammered, man. What, was he saying people are too opinionated? What was his point? Yeah, I think it was like he just like everyone should just keep their opinions to themselves. I think he just wanted. I think what he did was he called in to give everyone listening advice. Which okay, I haven't had any of those. That's new, but uh, you know, I I have a retort to that drunken call. Sure, is there? It's not enough nuance here in terms of like, oh, man. So I I do think every everyone's on Twitter too much, right? But everyone's on Twitter too up. much, right? But it does not mean don't ever go on Twitter and talk about things. I hate it when they sure. take it way too... It's like, here, here's how I feel, right? So, like, the, they storm the Capitol. The first two days, I'm ready. I think I'm creating great content. I'm making funny memes. I'm making this and that. I feel like those two days were productive. Now, the third day to the fifth day, that was me losing my mind, right? Yeah. So I think that I think that people should do it a lot. They should take breaks and come back to it. I don't like this whole, like, I'm all I am ever going to do is go on Twitter and be a social justice warrior and not work mm. on myself. And that's, that's bad. But the people who are like, those people should never speak their mind. Well, 
that's because you are not affected by this stuff. So if you're not affected by this stuff, then just get out of here. You don't need to tell us to shut up. Just don't 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 read it. Uh-huh. Like 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 I, I hate I hate this like concept of like everyone's yelling, so I'm gonna be in and I'm just gonna tell everyone to stop yelling. Do you think that's gonna work? Like yeah. if you if you really want people to stop yelling and talking to people that way, then like at least acknowledge their pain and then say it in a sympathetic, if you even give a shit about getting the right result, because if you don't even acknowledge people's pain, this is what I realized, but I've been thinking a lot about communication this past week. So Mm -hmm. like, I think that America's communication problem goes like this, right? There's people who are too validating. We're like, I validate your feelings. I validate your feelings back and you just validate each other. Nothing gets done. Right. But (laughs) if you don't validate your feelings at all, then you're no one feels heard. So everyone's yelling at each other. So, just up front acknowledge what they're saying kind of repeat their point back in your words do i have this clear they will listen to anything else you say once you acknowledge their feelings first yeah and it's like it's such a small ask yeah man, you ask you even bring up to a white dude to acknowledge somebody's feelings they're like oh you the fuck it's like oh my god dude i said do one thing the reason like this is what i'm gonna go on a rant right now i'm sorry if this is going long you're okay. It's like you, you, uh, you know, you have to have empathy for Trump supporters. Like, dude, I can write a novel on how they think. I yeah. have had to think about what they think every time. Do they know what I think? How they come you don't ever ask them to have empathy for me? Shit. They yes. can never give a shit. Because never. That's, that's part of the cult. They're not yes. allowed to. You mm-hmm. know. Because I have, I have talked to Trump supporters. Me too. Like if they, if they came to me in good faith. Yep. And I will always hear out, like, I'm like, okay, so this is how you feel. Emotion is how you feel. Uh-huh. And then it's like, it's like pulling teeth. And then at the end, like you say one thing, they don't like, oh, I'm not fucking out of here. And then you tell me to have empathy for that guy. I just gave that guy an hour of my life and it was a waste of time. Yeah. I mean, you know? it's, I, I had an, I had a, uh, an older relative who when I was a kid, it would no matter what was like, yeah, well, Democrats, this and liberals, that. And it was just, even back then as a child, I was like, oh, this person does not is just ignoring all logic. It's it's you know, it's it's yes, like right. with a with a the enabler of an alcoholic. You're yes. this person is not gonna listen to the truth and ever because it they don't want to ruin their team, you know. Mm-hmm. And 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 then and that's it. You can put it, lay it all in front of them, all the evidence, and in the right. end in the end they will pull the fire alarm and say it was so wet I couldn't see what you put in front of me. You know, like it's yeah. Mm-hmm. it's 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 that it's just it's willful willful ignorance and the, and the idea now how did blank patch put it he's like he's like now that we've wrenched the sword out of their hands they want empathy they want yep. uh unity it's like yeah. you just want unity back so you can take back the fucking sword <laughs> right. taking the sword to hurt you but we're taking yeah. it away so you stop hurting people you know, know? yeah you know, I will I, not to say I, that I, this the side I'm on, quote unquote, is fucking perfect because it's not. I will say just like in general, though, and and sorry if I'm going along. I'll I'll, I'll finish it up after this. But like, we we um, America's communication problem comes to the very core of like the the very false belief that logic and reason will get through to people. It doesn't get through to anybody. It doesn't work for anybody. It comes from this belief that white guys have the act, the ability to access objective truth, which is in and of itself a fallacy. So <laughs> if, if I, if I, le- I learned a lot from behavioral economics. It, it is that humans are predictably irrational. Yes. So if you, want log- if you want feelings and logic, which I think I want too, you need to take into account the emotional illogic- illogicality of mm-hmm. human beings. And there are studies to learn that. So that's what I mean about like, People just want to feel heard. People just want to be this and that, right? So it's like, it's a very fascinating study. So I would say that people every, people need to stop assuming that your facts facts are going to change anyone's mind. And like what I learned is like, uh, we're so driven by emotions that like if you, the reason why you don't put your hand on the stove is actually due to fear of pain. Now, people that have been into like accidents and then they lose their capacity for feelings they don't feel the fear of pain. So they will just do it and then it'll hurt. Uh-huh. Like, the, like this guy lost his ability to play poker because he, he didn't have the fear of losing money. So he didn't know how to play poker anymore. That's how driven by emotions we are. And if you, if you just take it, if you just take emotional emotions out of it, then you're missing a giant part of the conversation. So that's kind of my last rant for No, but that's, that's exactly it because people think that it, yeah, it, it, it 
it's got it's got to be nuanced and you have to connect with people on a human level yep mm -hmm. you have to and some people just will not let you and no go with god you know right so i i personally am not going to uh saint francis this shit i am not going to go live in the woods and talk to animals and fucking <laughs> have a, a what would me be a horrible life to try to connect with someone and it's never going to work you know it's Actually, just i i have a, i have one last joke it's it's um i do think that if you talk to someone long enough like you talk to a trump supporter long enough they will change their hearts and minds that i think that is possible and if we do that constantly in 350,000 years we will have civil rights that's how I feel about. It. I think it's logistically a bad idea. I don't think it's impossible. I think no, that's it. It's a it, it's a great Disney movie. Yeah, but I'm, that's not. If you want to do that, go ahead. Don't tell me to do it. You I, go you go ahead. You know. Yeah. Far, yeah, exactly. You you go ahead. Yes, I I I want to enjoy my life, and, and <laughs> I will help people in other ways. You know what yes. I mean? I will do volunteer work when I can mm -hmm. house again, again. But like, yeah. you know. So, Robin, anything you want to plug before we go? Oh, I'm I'm Robin Tran zero four on Instagram and Twitter, and um, I think I had to change my TikTok name TikTok Robin Tran comedian. Okay. Um, all of all of I I am constantly posting stuff. I'm just making content all the time, and there's my Venmo and everything. There's all on there if you want to donate because this is where I'm making all my money right now. God bless. Well, guys, uh, be sure to check out Robin's uh, stuff. I'm a huge fan of it, um, and and it keeps me entertained. You know, thanks, from, man. And uh, and so be sure to. Uh, uh, throw her a couple bucks and uh, Robin thank you so much for coming to the show and I really can't wait to see you live and to be hanging around backstage yeah me too man thank you so much for having me this is a lot of fun oh man wasn't that fun you should call in too you probably have a fuckload of problems come on look at yourself now I hope you're doing okay but like you might so give me a call leave me a message at 323-763-0228 again 323-763-0228 763-0228. And thanks. This Might Help with Matt Bronger was created and hosted by me, Matt Bronger. Produced by Outer Circle Media. Executive producers Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcasts.